Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Fantastic. So just to give a little bit of context about what we're going to do here today, you know, our theme is, whoa, that's a big group heading on out for intermediates. Bye, intermediates. Thanks, India and team. Um, You know, our theme for this year is the gospel. And, you know, we are really excited about this theme. Um, The gospel is an ever gospel, it continues, it keeps growing, and it spreads out across the earth. You know, in the Great Commission, Jesus said to his disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel. So this morning, we're particularly leaning in on missions, and especially to hear about the expanding gospel in Cambodia um, and through the work that Jeff and Julie are doing. And just, um, just something I wanted to tell you too, I was just standing in worship with Julie and really enjoying um, actually getting to stand next to each other and, and sing together. Um, Julie was a part of our church uh, many years ago before she went to Cambodia, um, she was on, um, in the band with us and I was just thinking too, reminiscing when um, Rich and Julie and I and a few others, um, we were in an, a band that we did a few gigs and stuff and we went up to Wellington. And um, we came second after in a band competition, it's just a little claim to fame, after Brooke Fraser, second after Brooke Fraser, just sang. That was us, Shirley, and Rich. Yeah, fun times. Um, anyway, you know, enough of that. Um, so, yeah, so Jeff and Julie first went to Cambodia separately in 2009. They didn't know each other. Um, they didn't know they were going to meet each other. Um, and they just both went on short-term missions trips. And then in 2011, Julie went um, back to live in Cambodia in 2013 for Jeff. Um, so for Julie, um, this church, Strive Church, was part of her sending church, and we've just continued to support Julie um, living over there alongside other amazing people. So these guys were married in Cambodia, um, and Glenn and Katie Husband both went over to the wedding um, five years ago in January, wasn't that so awesome? There's a cool God story there too for another day. Um, in December 2019, you guys came back to New Zealand um, to get some rest and refreshing, and also for Jeff's health. Um, and then they were think, thinking, you know, they'd be heading back to Cambodia after a few months. But then, like the rest of us, COVID happened. Um, and they had to make the really tough, um, heart-wrenching, probably would be the right word, decision to stay in New Zealand um, last year. So Julie got a job down at Gore High School as business manager um, and has been working there until last Friday. Um, and it's a job that she's really loved and a real, um, a God job for her. So, um, at the end of last year, they felt that God was calling them back to Cambodia, and so in about 10 days, they are making the move back to Cambodia, and a little bit more on that later, but yeah, we just wanted to get these guys in so that you could get to, for those of you who don't know them, so you could get to know them a little bit better, so that when we pray for these guys in church, when we're giving financially and our money's getting sent over there, you can put a face to who we're talking about, um, and we just really want to hear more about um, the work that they're doing over there as well, so we can all kind of just grab hold of this with our hearts and go, yep, we're all about this, we're supporting you, we're behind you. So thank you both so much um, for today. It's awesome. So, um, yeah, you obviously made a big decision back in 2011, 2013 to move to Cambodia and um, big outside of your comfort zone move. Um, yeah, Glenn and I were talking about Cambodia. Um, semi-organised chaos was the word that came to mind. And whenever I think of that semi-organised chaos, I think of the, the traffic mm. that... There doesn't really seem to be crashes, but it just 
happens with at what we it doesn't look like order no to rules. us, but yeah. you know it happens. And the power lines as well that look like that was probably the first thing that struck me is the power lines in this crisscross. No, it looks like Mess. real bad, but um, it doesn't always work, the power, but it, it sort of works. <laughs> it often um, doesn't, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so you guys made that big move, and what was the catalyst um, for you going over there? You probably want to share separately. Um, so for me, I had been twice. So in 2009, I just was not in a good place in my life, and um, there was I was just really seeking God every day, just holding on, and I really needed, I just... I, I felt that I needed to see God at work outside of my, my little life because uh, he's the God of all. And um, the church I was going to in Auckland, there was a notice on the notice board um, about a lady, a Kiwi lady in Phnom Penh, which is the capital city of uh, Cambodia. She was working in the slums, had a small outreach, and she needed some help with administration. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So um, that was, if it had said Uganda or Timbuktu or Antarctica, I probably would have gone. So it's not like, oh, wow, Cambodia, I've always wanted to go. Just where she was. Um, and that was God, obviously, putting, that was the beginning of God putting Cambodia in my heart. And I went back the year later for another month and did some more work with some multiple different small organisations. And then in 2013, um, yeah, I re- sorry, 2011, I realised that that was God gently prying me away from my life here which was very organised and had a plan and I went to a life that was not organised with God's plan that I didn't really know what that was and so it was huge. Um, I had a blog called From Heels to Jandals and for 10 years after being in corporate and wearing heels every day the jandals every day, it's kind of that was just really beautiful for the next decade it's been kind of weird being back in heels for a year Um, yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Jeff's never seen me in heels with fence. <laughs> Very good. Jeff, what about you? What, yeah, what? So, so for me, I mean, it really started, I, I grew up in a Christian family, and um, those of you who have sort of grown up in a Christian family, you, you come to a point where you've got to choose to make the faith your own or not. And um, I hadn't chosen that. And uh, probably, um, I think I was at university in my sort of mid-20s where uh, I decided to make that choice. And and really it was as a result of um, some of the things that I'd done in my life and, and I'd started to read the Bible again and God started to bring, um, bring conviction through his word to, to me about my life. And, um, and you know, there's, there's quite a few difficult things actually in the Bible that we read. And uh, one of the things that I learned, though, is that if, if I would submit myself to the difficult things that, that God says sometimes that he doesn't leave you in that difficult place and he doesn't leave you in guilt and shame. And, and, um, and so I started to experience freedom. And, uh, and then God sort of um, oriented me towards mission. Uh, first here at home, uh, working with young people, um, homeless people. Uh, at church, I was always sort of looking out for the person that looked a bit out of place or didn't look like they belonged. And I'd just get alongside them. God started to give me his heart for, for people, and, um, and eventually that, that led towards overseas mission. Yeah, mm. yeah that's awesome. And you, um, Jeff, you went to uh, Partnership Cambodia, and I just wonder if you want to just share a little bit about like, your journey into that, like, you know, putting yourself 
in those guys' shoes and, and what was God doing in your heart and what's, it, what's happening in that um, organisation at the moment? Yeah, right. So um, I, I was also working in, uh, in the corporate world um, for a period of time uh, around this time where God was starting to really speak to me. And um, I had the opportunity to go on a short-term missions trip to uh, Cambodia and Thailand and Malaysia. And um, my time in Cambodia, I was gathered with a bunch of young people. It was about 350 of us from all different countries around the world. And um, every morning that we met together to pray for Cambodia in, in smaller groups, I just couldn't stop crying. And, um, and I didn't really know what was going on. Um, but one of the older guys in the group sort of came up to me and said, I noticed you've been crying a lot. And, and I said, yeah, I don't know what that's about. And he said, I think God's speaking to you about this nation of Cambodia. And one of the things for me was that it, it didn't happen when I went to Thailand and, and Malaysia. I had a great time in those places, but didn't have the same connection. And, and actually other people in the group had that connection with other nations. So I started to realize that God was, um, was calling me to Cambodia. And uh, I eventually ended up there in, um, to live, as you said, in 2013. But in the intervening times between 2009 and 2013, I, I worked at St Andrews College in Christchurch, and we started taking school teams to Cambodia. And Partnership Cambodia sort of was birthed out of taking those school teams uh, to Cambodia initially. And then, um, and then when I... I ended up in Cambodia uh, full-time, long-term. Uh, we, uh, we started a student house. Uh, I gathered together a, a group of uh, young men. One of the things that I saw in Cambodia was a need for young men to be discipled. Uh, lots of ministries with women and children doing really great work, but a lot of those ministries came about as a result of what men were doing to women and children. And so God really put on my heart to help young men to become good husbands and good fathers and good citizens and good workers. And, and, um, and, so, and that was through obviously through a discipleship project, uh, process. And so we, we treated discipleship not like a, a program, not like a sort of an eight-week course, but really as a relationship. And it's become a family. Um, so we support a number of students. We've had many, um, many people through our student house over the years. Uh, we've probably supported around 40 or 50 young people through their university studies. Um, we've got a ministry out in the village, uh, out in the province at a local church. We've built a football field there. Um, in the province, there's, there's alcohol and drug problems with young men, and, um, and that's kind of a... A generational thing from their fathers and uh, so uh, the football field which is right next to the church has become a gathering place for the community and it's getting these giving these young people something to do rather than drugs and alcohol and inevitably they end up joining the church activities as well um, so that's a little bit yeah. there's lots more but that's <laughs> yeah that's really cool I love the intentionality around what you're talking about with building relationship, you know, like you said, it's not just about discipleship, running a program, this is actually intentional relationship, building family with this group and yeah, just powerful results um, already from what's happening and yeah. we'll hear a little bit more, won't we? And a lot of our young people don't have families at all, some of them yeah. um, or yeah. at, at best, many of them have family that's 
kind of absent, especially fathers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so coming into a Christian family has just been a, a mm. transformational thing for so many. Yeah, mm. it's fantastic. Um, Julie, just a question for you. Um, what's one of the greatest things that you have learnt um, in your time in Cambodia so far? Um, I think that in my teenage years at Rangiora High and then university at Canterbury and in my career for 13 years, um, I always focused in the areas that I was very competent in and excelled at. And so I was a great believer in <coughs> square pegs and square holes round pegs and round holes, find your fit and then use what God's given you to make a difference. But God took me on a very humbling process once I got to Cambodia um, of taking out of my comfort zone and putting me in a place, a, a women's prison, <coughs> to disciple and teach the word to women who had nothing. And I had no experience. I'd never been to Bible college. I um, I realised I didn't actually know the word of God, even though I thought that I did because I was a Christian. And um, so I began really studying the word for myself um, and letting the Holy Spirit teach me as I studied. And he showed me that that's what I was to do with those women, to help them learn how to study for themselves so that they were being fed from the word um, and I was a square peg in a very round hole. I was completely out of my comfort zone. And because of that, God yeah. has done amazing things. Um, and I can't see what's happened after 15 months of me being not with those girls. Week. Yeah. 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 Um, I got had the privilege of going to the women's um, prison when I went over to Cambodia and that was probably my well no it was my biggest highlight um you know when you're in a prison and you're with a bunch of women who have nothing who have been separated from their families and and we're in a Cambodian prison it's a bit different than prisons here and they're worshipping God in prison. It kind of took me back to, you know, Paul worshipping God in prison. And they're all worshipping in their own um, and But you're all as one together worshipping God in incredibly powerful time. Um, and, you know, you said you felt like a, you know, around hole. But actually just watching you in that time and watching what God was doing through you was absolutely incredible. You know, God actually likes to call the unqualified because then we ourselves don't get in the way and you know exactly. your heart for God your incredible love for God for others and for his word was what really called you and qualified you um in there and really really powerful yeah and um I remember like, like these guys who were worshipping in prison they were giving their lives to Jesus so weren't they getting baptised yeah. as well yeah. and I remember you sending us photographs yeah. of like done lots of baptising and yeah. toddlers paddling yeah. pools that that you have to fill up with buckets in the prison and when we kneel down, the water's only up to, like, you kneel and it's just up maybe that high. Yeah. yeah. You'll see that on the screen at some point. some point, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, the gospel is a gospel of transformation. Yeah. yeah. And it's incredible hearing you, you guys again going, like, actually, to, to partner with a transformative gospel, mm. we've actually got to be willing to be a transformative person <laughs> yeah. and be subject to actually what how's God calling me to express it and yeah. to go on yeah. a long 
Yes. Yeah. Like not everyone's yeah. called to go yeah. into Cambodia, yeah. obviously, but it, like watching you know your life change and mm. change shape, and that is because you just keep saying yes, yeah. and to see yeah. the fruit of uh, that now is. Yeah. It, it really one of the other answers to your question, Deb, is what's he shown me that we don't need to add to the gospel. It is simple and very powerful, and I think it's really easy for us to think we need to add this and that and make it more attractive. But it's not about attractive. It's God and what he's done through Jesus Christ to transform lives, and that's it. so amazing to see um, how transformation has to go the distance with people for transformation to happen. And... and, um, yeah, you can really see influence on those guys too. Yeah. They're, they're We're really, really excited to go back. Yeah, people. The yeah. See, see, Dave, he was um, he 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 said to me, I was just a Sunday Christian, and um, and he went through the motions. He was he was actually part of the worship team in the in the hostel that they were living in, but he was totally just going through the motions. Then he came to this retreat, and I, he obviously was filled with the Holy Spirit during that. And uh, he's never—he's just been a totally different person since that day. And um, and they lived in the same hostel, student hostel together. And uh, she, in her heart, she was waiting for the for the right guy, and she was looking for a guy who who was sold out for God, not half half. And and when when he came back to the hostel after that retreat he'd been to. She just observed him and realised how different he was, mm. and that's when their relationship started. And then eventually, um, they got married, which is a big deal because she comes from a very wealthy family and he comes from nothing. And that that doesn't happen in Cambodia. You don't really marry outside your class. So yeah, it's amazing of God. It's exciting to be supporting you guys mm. to see yeah. that kind of stuff happen, and that's yeah. us as a church. Mm. Um, and I remember chatting towards, with Jeff towards the end of last year, um, and Jeff specifically said that if actually if Thrive hadn't supported you guys through the year, then last year. then last yeah this is last year specifically, yep. um, then you wouldn't have been able to keep your premises. That's right. Um, well, those two would have we we, 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 we pay them a salary yeah. to to yeah. work together in, yeah. in ministry, yeah. and we literally wouldn't wouldn't have been yeah. able to keep salary. So if you hadn't kept supporting. From from our, our general budget goes into those guys. Man, that's yeah. awesome. Thank I you. Didn't know that, so Thank you. That's really amazing. And and on top of that, um, it was an interesting year for all of us in the world of COVID last year. And um, uh, for myself, I went through this time of uh, in September, October, maybe of going, okay, God, let's reevaluate um, our missions expression as a church because I knew you guys had come back. And we had felt to hold the course with Cambodia at the start of the year. And so I went back to the Lord, actually, towards the end of the year. Um, and just to seek him about where, where do you want us to be positioned globally in our expression as a church? And um, I thought, one day, I thought, I'm going to specifically go down to the river and pray. Um, and I was driving, actually, down to Waikoku Rivermouth. And I rang up Chris Diarth. I uh, just needed to touch base with him. So I thought I'd talk to him on the way, and um, then I told him I'm going down to pray uh, for our missions expression as a church. And he said, uh, I hope God answers the phone, <laughs> which was really, just really fun. And then um, I'd been praying for about 20 minutes, half an hour, and then Jeff 
rang me um, out of the blue. And I hadn't spoken to Jeff for about eight months, six or eight months maybe. I don't want to stretch the truth. Uh, I think was, yeah, around that time anyway. Um, and, I, and so we hadn't touched base. Um, Jeff rang. Uh, he, he was in quarantine. Um, he just returned from Cambodia, being there for two months. To a little bit like, hey, let's spy out the promised land again for yeah. you again, wasn't it? To see, you know, what's... what's and, and uh, your heart for, for you guys. And so Jeff rang me with this report on um, his vision for You said that you'd gone back and started a church. And um, in that conversation, I knew that God was speaking to, to me and to us to, as a real comfort, confirmation saying, Cambodia is on your radar. <laughs> and just this new passion really rose in my heart. Um, actually to get back to Cambodia again as well and uh, to continue to support you guys. So that's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Julie, maybe you could answer this question. Um, why do you think it's important for the church to engage in mission? And then alongside of that, how would you encourage um, our people to engage with what you're doing in Cambodia? Mm. Um, and I know we do have a meeting at five o'clock tonight too, just to, you know, just to, for Jeff and Julie to share a little bit more um, about their heart for Cambodia, a bit more specifics on um, what they're going to be doing. But yeah, yeah, why do you think it's important and how can we engage? So I think that the local church to, to be part of mission, uh, obviously local mission you are, and but global mission... You know, I think for those of you that have um, overseas on a missions trip or, or been overseas and, and kind of, you know, sought God for what he was, he's doing in different cultures, you, you realise that your home country that you're from and your church that you go to, that's that oftentimes like a cultural Christianity wrapper around us. And when you go into a different culture and see the Lord at work, it kind of busts your box, like it breaks you out of, oh, I thought this was what Christian church looked like. Um, and so I think it's really important for many reasons. Jesus says that we should go into all the world and, and preach the gospel and make disciples. Um, it helps us as individuals who are followers of God to see him to see the Lord in more fullness rather than the God that we kind of create in our own mind on a Sunday in our own culture, uh, that he is so much more. Um. Yeah, I, I just think that God, like God's heart's been missional from the beginning. Um, and it's, um, it's not just local, it's, it's all over the world. And that's why he said go into all the world and preach the gospel. So... Um, yeah, I, I also think um, if you know if you're interested in in, in missions, I'll put it this way: if we love God, we we will be interested in missions, whether it's locally or or, or or overseas. But we've also got to cultivate that. We've got to we've got to learn to to we've got to get to know God more and, and know what makes His heart tick. And and I, I did that through reading the scriptures, and I started to realise that that was. You know that that was a, a really important part, and and I also then went and did a few kind of missions-oriented courses. There's a course called Kairos, which um, I did it. Um, where did I do that? La Vida. La Vida. Mm. Um, and but lots of churches offer offer things like that, and and sort of just cultivate that heart towards yeah. mission. We also need people to pray for us. Yeah. Um, I think that was probably one of our um, missing links. 
yeah, missing links when uh, when we first went out. We probably just didn't have that good network of prayer supporters. God's started to establish that since we've been back here okay. this time around. So um, we'd love people to be uh, to be praying for us, and and we'll be we'll be sending out you know prayer needs and and uh, news probably newsletters. We do news videos; they're more interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, so we just we'd love for you to to pray and and obviously visit when you can yeah. as well. And and just uh, while, while I'm on that, um, we um, we support these young students, and uh, we can only do that through financial support. Uh, and when come and live at our, our student house, they're there for three or four years while they do their university studies have this captive audience that we can disciple for three or four years of their of their young life and their in their late teens early 20s and we can only do that if we're able to um, give them like a living allowance yeah. so we give them a living allowance of 80 US dollars a month um, which I guess is about a hundred New Zealand dollars and that and that means that we can spend hours with them mm. per day if if they don't have that allowance. They study in the morning and they work in the afternoon and evening, and we never get any time with them. Yeah, um, it's such a, it's like it's just the best investment. Yeah. Um, but we have to have time with these young people. Yeah. Um, and the thing about study and work in Cambodia is it's a six day week, yeah. so the only day off is Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, we are so proud to support you guys yeah. and. Uh, yeah, to partner with you guys um, as you go to Cambodia. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media.